I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. It's me, Andrew, and with me is... Your old pal, Max. Oh, and Robert. Oh, uh, Robert. Uh, man, did uh, Vin Diesel come through real hot in the Kansas episode? He's a little louder than I was expecting. Because um, he does this. <laughs> he, uh, he zooms in with us. That is, um, every single actor in the theme song actually uh, does this live. Mm-hmm. Eisenberg comes in. Yep, Eisenberg. I um, Eisenberg, Toretto, um, not Vin Diesel, but Dominic Toretto. And, or is that, is that triple X? Oh, uh, well, there's been several triple X's, Andrew. So it depends. Uh, is it the, the primary triple X, triple X prime? <laughs> that, that is Vin. Yeah. Um, guys, how's it going? Pretty going good. All, going all right. Going all right. Um, fellas, let's get into it. Why don't we talk about some of these don't you forget about me look my way girl something (laughs) breakfast movies we've seen that is of course the movies we've seen wario remix Um, (laughs) remix uh Guys, I guess that's more of a Waluigi. Ah, who fucking cares? Um, Robert, hit us up with some movies you've seen. Ooh, baby, movies I've seen. Um, uh, probably the big one I watched was uh, I rewatched uh, Wizard People, Dear Reader. Oh man! Oh, that's the the dubbed Harry Potter. Yes, the Brad Neely dubbed um, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, and. As we know, that is a uh, Harry Potter is a famous book series that no one knows uh, who authored it. <laughs> it's um, anonymous. Yeah, by anonymous, um, and it just said for the for the little Muggle children to enjoy, and we said, "Oh, isn't that sweet?" And we'll never hear anything about this person ever again. <laughs> um, and it, so it was, for you know, little, I, for the little Muggle children, however they should identify. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and it was. But it was actually nice to revisit because um, even though not uh, number one is not my favorite uh, of the of the Harry Potter films, um, it was charming to go back to. It's hard to believe he's all these you know, actors um, just back in the day, especially uh, you know, Radcliffe getting his start and stuff like that. Um, and of course, the the dubbing over it, if, if you haven't seen it, is so, so funny. Um characters are wildly different and there's also some a couple parts that really diverge from the actual plot and just kind of make up their own thing which is very funny too um and um harry and ron like call themselves new gods because they're so powerful (laughs) (laughs) it's good stuff so i would say if if you have to if uh I, i guess for for revisiting harry potter right now with everything kind of going on um i thought that was the best the best way to kind of have something that was sort of making fun of it and not even before uh it was popular to do so and so. takes uh takes you know she she who shall not be named's voice completely out of out of it because it's no longer her words 
Sure. That's yeah. True. Go ahead. Um, other than that, um, you know, really just the, I, I rewatched Gremlins the other night, but that's the only other movie other than uh, what we're going to talk about today. What can I say about the old Grammys? They're great. <laughs> don't, don't get them wet. <laughs> don't get them wet, you fools, because that makes more mogwais than, of course, those mogwais eat. Uh, they become gremlins, which are terrifying. Um, it's such a gross. Is this the one, too, that also caused like a ratings stir? Like, is this one of the movies that caused the issues oh. with? I'm trying to remember if it was this or an indie, if it was Temple of Doom. I, you know, I think you're right. I think it is Gremlins. That is basically like, like Spielberg is like the reason for, he kept pushing the envelope. And it continues to with Ready Player Two. (laughs) Oh God. Is he going to do that? I would not doubt it. Unless the book Mm. just sucks, then maybe not. But yeah, fingers crossed Um, because I want to see that. I want to see directed by Steven Spielberg one last time. You know it. Let him um, go out with Ready Player Two. But um, Gremlins, I don't know. I think that's like, I, I like the unorthodox. I kind of like the the horror-themed uh, Christmas movies just because I'm almost all a horror fan. So, yeah, give them to me. I like the scariest Christmas horror movies like Gremlins and Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, I don't know. It's hard to, hard to, you know, everything's already been said about Gremlins. It's great. Plus, the the sequel is uh, bonkers, and it's not a Christmas movie, but a really fun follow up that just goes completely off the rails. So, does also include, recommend that. And it does include the Hulkster, the Hulkster, and someone who is basically like a Donald Trump slash Ted Turner kind of uh, like guy, like the uh, Daniel Clamp in the, the the boss of the building in that movie, but um. He's like slightly, he does like one or two things like right where you're like, oh, okay. So isn't so. it quaint to think that those two people were once equatable people? Yeah, it really is. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Almost over. Yeah. And then everything bad will stop. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we know that's for sure. Finally. Can't wait for January. Uh, Max, um, so what, yeah, that's, those are my moves. What about you, Max? Some moves? I have a move, a singular move. Show me hey, your show, move. Damn it. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I watched Dune, the new one. The new one? Just kidding. I watched the old one. Uh, but I, make sure, I made sure it wasn't the extended cut. It was the one with uh, David Lynch's name in the credits. Because mm-hmm. he, he, uh, the other ones are, are said to be directed by Alan Smithy because he wanted to take his name off of the project they added some some weird stuff i don't know maybe i'll get around to watching those ones but i i watched the uh the david lynch one uh i think this is the second time i've seen it i haven't seen it in a while and i think i enjoyed it a bit more this time but it's a weird one it's it's got some oddness to it uh but i am hyped for the new one i don't know exactly why but i am hyped for the new one and i after watching it this last time, I might even want to read the books. Um, but the action scenes are pretty garbage. Like they have this giant worm and they have, they're like attacking stuff and that should be interesting. But instead they just like show close-ups of people shooting uh, for about 20 minutes where they have to yell in order to shoot. And so they say this word and then, uh, 
the gun shoots. And they do this for 20 minutes, just showing people just firing a weapon and then go to another scene of somebody else who's also firing a weapon. And I guess sometimes you kind of see where, where it gets fired into, but it just goes forever. It's weird. It's a very weird decision. Hmm. Bad action. I'm sure the new movie is going to change that a little bit. Trailer looks good for the new one. The what? The trailer looks good for the new one. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. And I think I know why they got Timothy Chalamet. Because he oh, and I, sh- I should know the actor for the original one. I forget his name, but he's got amazing hair. Oh. Very, very voluminous. You think they they uh, cast? Timothy Chalamet, just based on his hair. His hair, yeah, mainly. On his channel, and on Chalamet. <laughs> his Chalamet. It's, I would call it more of a deep, deep mane than a Chalamet. Uh, Kyle MacLachlan, is that who you're thinking of? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. But it's got some other stars in there, man. It has Sting in the original. It has uh, Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. Cast right now. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is in. I guess right. It has some stars. And then a giant worm. It also has David Lynch in it for a little bit. I, I believe he's a little. He's like a miner who mines spice. Sounds like he has a minor role in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a classy dude. Hey, can't take that away from me. But that's all I've watched. How about you, Andrew? Oh, me. I watch more movies than you guys, I think, for the first time ever. And here is my pad. Um, I watched About Time, which is a delightful romantic comedy about uh, with uh, Harry Potter actor uh, Dom Hall Gleason and Star Wars actor. Um, have either of you guys seen that, About Time? No, I don't think I've still seen it. Uh, it's- I, I might have. I think you did. I think we've talked about it, and there's there's a scene that... Well, then why'd you ask? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know better than I do. I just wanted to include him, okay? Um, oh, oh, Andrew. Is that a problem? I want to talk to my friend Max. Um, yeah, delightful romantic comedy about a, a young man who finds out that the men in his family can time travel to different points in their life. Um, oh, yeah. And there are, you know, obviously certain rules about time travel that they have to adhere to. And it's a very cute, fun, romantic comedy. And also includes a pretty heavy cry for me every time I've seen it. But um, enjoyed a lot. It's by the same people who do Love Actually and um, Notting Hill. You know, Brits. Um, but yeah, very delightful movie. Um, I also watched Star Trek Generations. And Star Trek Nemesis, one after the other. Those are not chronologically next to each other, but um, did watch them one after the other. And I've been on kind of a Star Trek kick lately. What were you going to say? Sounds like it. Uh, How'd you like them? Generations, I liked a lot as a kid. I still kind of like it as an adult, but I can see its faults. And then Nemesis is pretty bad. And the premise of it is sort of laughable um, in that, uh, what is it? Oh, shit. What's his name? Mad Max. Um, Tom oh, Hardy. Uh, 
Why can't Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy, yeah. Tom Hardy plays a clone of Patrick Stewart in the movie. I was I was just going to ask if it was Tom Hardy or if it was Eric Bana. It's it's uh, so Eric Bana is in the next Star Trek movie, also bald, but not uh-huh. a and and a Reman too. That's interesting. Um, but uh, not the not the Picard clone that that uh, lies strictly at the feet of Tom Hardy, and so it's very funny that they took such a huge swing and said, here's a Picard clone, uh, future movie star Tom Hardy. Not that they could have known, but... Uh, Picardy. Picardy, yeah. <laughs> Tom Picardy. Like, uh, I normally can't tell those two people apart anyway, so I can see what they're doing right, with that. Right. Like a clone. You, you have to look really hard to, to yeah. tell them apart, but there's, there when are certain I actually, tells. When I was watching Dune, I just thought, is this Tom Hardy? Yeah, He's kind of young. Um, so yeah, it uh Generations is enjoyable. It's it's funny both of those movies. So Malcolm McDowell plays the villain in Generations and then Tom Hardy plays the villain in Nemesis and both of them have like gone on to like Tom Hardy I think almost quit acting after <laughs> after his time on Star Trek. Wow. And Malcolm McDowell like famously hates the movie. So I don't know if it was like a production thing or what, but these are two well-known good actors who uh, have gone on to despise their time on Star Trek. I I heard Malcolm McDowell. He thought he thought they were on an alien planet, and when like the sets fell down, he was like, "What is this? Is ludicrous? I demand realism." <laughs> he thought he yeah. did it when I. So he's like talking to the director. So when I really launched this probe into the sun. What's going yeah. to be the ramifications for, you know, the, the direction? Now, tell me, tell me something. How, how do you do the, the teleporting? How do you do that? And they're like, we, we uh, don't. Uh, that's a, a thing. That's, we just add that later. He's just like blinking at them, like, yeah. boink, boink, boink. Like, you, uh, must, you must be speaking some sort of alien code. <laughs> you're, you're acting like it's fake. Hmm. So, yeah, two uh, variably enjoyable uh, Star Trek outings. And then uh, the other movie I watched was. Um, Happiest Season with uh, Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. I should have watched that. I figured you guys were going to watch that. Um, liked it a lot. It's a story of um, Mackenzie Davis is going home for Christmas, and she wants to take her partner with her, who's played by Kristen Stewart. But her family- no, no, I think it, it is Kristen Stewart, and that's the conflict. It's like, ah, oh, it's a big star. Crap. Ah, <laughs> she's in the Twilight movies. They're going to recognize her for sure. Um. <laughs> She she takes her she takes her home to meet her family, but her family doesn't know that she's gay, and so, and certainly not in a lesbian relationship. So she is sort of having to juggle around, like wanting to tell the her juggler family, too. She's a juggler too. It's a it's a <laughs> really interesting subplot. You should really see it. There's really intricate. Um, There's just a ton of situations where she has to start yeah, they, juggling they, things. They spend a full forty five minutes of the movie just having her set up. And then do a whole act, and then have to break down the set. It's really it like honestly could have they could have cut that whole thing out. Is that like in Funny People or what's the movie where they spend like forty? <laughs> where Adam Sandler goes to Leslie Mann's house for forty five minutes. Exactly. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's it's cute. the The family dynamics are good. the The family. So Mary Holland plays Mackenzie Davis's one of Mackenzie Davis's sister. So it's really fun to see her. Um, Lauren Lapkus plays like a mall security guard in it. So it's like the movie is riddled with comedic actors and a bunch of people putting in good and funny performances. And 
yeah, it was a very fun little holiday comedy. Nice. Enjoyed it quite a bit. And that's it for me for movies. Let's talk about some TV shows. (laughs) TV shows we've seen. (laughs) We've seen. Uh, Rob, hit us off. Ooh. Um, The main ones I've been watching, uh, Mandalorian, of course. But as as we mentioned uh, before recording this app, Andrew is one episode behind. And I, I wouldn't spoil it anyway. Um, I, I wouldn't bet your life great. on it. If you spoiled it for me, I would come for you. <laughs> but uh, it's good stuff. Everyone's enjoying themselves. And I'm, I was kind of happy that, um, I mean, guess no reason to, but feels like a lot of times around the holidays, shows will, you know, take a week off. And I'm I'm kind of, I'm thankful that there was no, uh, no break in the programming. Um, and then the one I started watching recently and I'm almost finished with is, um, I think it's called... Uh, Alien Planets? Is that what it's called? It's on Netflix. Um, but it's like a new show that's sort of like a um it's it's called Alien Worlds is what it's called. Um it's sort of like a documentary because it's got talking heads um um telling you about these different sort of ways that life uh kind of evolves and sort of adapts on Earth, and then it applies it with CG to you know, an alien planet where there's maybe like extreme atmospheres or, you know, obviously like uh, organisms would have grown up in some different way and kind of posits some strange place where life would have, you know, come about some, some other way. Um, But it's really cool. There's um, I've, I've seen another series like that. Um, Maybe it's called like the future is wild or something from back in the day. I like the speculative kind of uh, science fiction sort of stuff like that is, is really cool to me. So I would check that out. That's pretty new on, on Netflix. And I, I really liked it. Cool. Are we sure that it's entirely speculative? Uh, because there's been a lot of UFO. Uh, I mean, the stuff here is sort of just like implying like, you know, uh, if, you know, there's animals that, you know, ob- obviously have like a cycle of like um, the, the fungus that a prey eats infects it. And then if a predator eats that thing, it dies. And then its body gets infected with the fungus and it all starts over. And it kind of applies stuff like that that occurs on Earth and in other, you know, uh, biospheres and stuff to, you know, alien life and just kind of shows it in this weird kind of uh, crazy imagined way. It's really cool. I I think you might might dig it. It's cool. Even you might dig it. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Not likely. Uh, but that's that's it for my moves, or my uh, TVs. Fuck. Oops. Jesus, uh, Max. Oh you... my! What a shame! It's all gone off the what rails. The show's uh, over. God. <laughs> he said moves, and he meant TVs. Oh God. God. Uh, I also watched Mandalorian, and I am loving it. I'm loving what Dave Filoni's doing. I like that he's bringing characters in and and just having a blast with it. Uh, I also watched some more Jonathan Creek. And uh, unfortunately, this is the, I was talking about it last week, uh, British kind of murder mystery show. And it's gone downhill uh, since I last chatted about it. Sounds like it's gone down Shit's Creek. (laughs) That joke again. Get it out of here. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately, Giles uh, is only in season one. And they they keep the character around but change the actor. 
and he's a completely shitty human being. And there's one full episode where he's in a legal battle because he's accused of uh, sexual harassment of a hotel worker. And like, this is season three by, by season three is complete garbage. And they're like, the mysteries are about this guy being possessed by Satan and a bunch of hmm. other like real bullshit. Is and it then the there's this that... episode. Sorry, go so, ahead. What'd you say? I was going to ask, is it part of the story that he's not the same actor or that he's not played by the same person? Or is it like they just recast him and expect you to buy into it? Like just recast it. It's kind of like Terrence Howard like, and Don Cheadle. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's how it's played. Like, like that, like a pilot episode and then the next episode just doesn't have it, the same person or sure. something like that. But um, yeah, so um, that guy is in the legal battle and at the end of the episode, they kind of reveal, I'm I'm just going to give it away because it fucking sucks and it doesn't matter, you know, spoilers, be damned. Uh, it just turns out that uh, this person has accused other people so they say she's just trying to get uh like she's trying to extort him for money or something like that and so like that's how they leave the episode he's totally fine and and she's the villain in the whole thing season three just kind of gets bad like that they just have a bunch of a bunch of nonsense and uh i'm just kind of watching it out of curiosity now so also like uh behind the scenes they have there's Jonathan Creek and then Maddie Magellan, Magellan, something like that, uh, who are the two main characters. And in season four, uh, they replace Maddie with just another girl. And this isn't like the actress switch. This is like a, um, a, a character, character switch. Oh. They just, and, and they don't mention until I think the third or fourth episode of that season that anything has changed at all. There are two main characters. They get rid of one of the main characters and they don't comment on it. Hmm for at least three episodes and it turned out that the actress was having a baby and she left the show and then like they never talked to her to come back or anything like that just got wow just replaced a different character kind of in not the same role but a similar role and uh that seemed really shitty because she also said like this is in a an interview with graham norton she said that she would be interested in going back, but she just hasn't heard from him. So that all seems kind of shitty. And, um, but anyway, I'm just kind of morbidly curious about the show because season four starts in 2003 and ends in 2013 hmm. and not in, in the time, not in the timeline of the show, but in the actual, when the, the episodes come out, there are three episodes that were made in 2003, three in 2004 one in 2009, one in 10, and one in 13. Jeez. Just like the weirdest schedule for a, a single season. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. They're all sitting around set for five years, just like, <laughs> any day now. Yeah. Getting like, paid. All right, now this one's polished. This is going to be the, the one that brings it back. I don't know. So I got to make it to at least 2009, but right. probably go through and see what the hell is going on with that. And then other than that, I've, I caught up on Killing Eve, watched season three, which is now on Hulu. And uh, that's an amazing show. That's mm-hmm. that's just really fun all the time and weird. And got uh, 
interesting characters and and snappy dressing and and it's funny and it's um uh surprising which you don't get in a whole lot of shows yeah uh and then i also watched the animated over the garden wall have you guys seen that no i haven't even no i haven't seen that one cartoon network it's got elijah wood as one of the uh voice voices and um it has a it's like an interesting kind of like fantasy setting where uh everything is kind of weird and a little bit spooky uh the episodes are short i think there's something like 12 minutes or something but really worth watching i thought that was a lot like a lot of fun it was good it was funny it was charming it had lovable characters had interesting stuff going on it had singing frogs it had good stuff Hmm. check it out okay that's all i've seen how about you andrew i watched uh dash and willy on netflix which is a very cute christmas themed or takes place during christmas uh miniseries so jenny keeps telling me that uh there's a guy that's been uh transformed from a reindeer but i don't think that's true that's not Dash as in Dasher? No, it is not. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, I've been... un- unless this is a game that she's playing with you, then yes. <laughs> Jenny's absolutely right. She lied right. to me. You should watch it for that reason. Um, it's very, I-, I liked it a lot. It's a charming story about these two, you know, like, I can't, I can't remember if they're barely adults or not adults yet, but um, <clears throat> this story about how they eventually come to meet each other through this series of leaving each other clues in different areas. It's, it's very, I thought it was very charming. Liked it a lot. And it's only eight episodes. I think they're only like 20, 30 minutes each. So um, we breezed through it in a day and enjoyed it a lot. And uh, the other thing I watched is the Saved by the Bell revival on. Wow. And I got to say, I did not like it to start. I ended up really, really enjoying it by the end. Wow. Um, I wasn't sure what the tone of it was going to be. Um, And by the, I think like in the first two episodes, it really doesn't even establish the tone very well. But by like the fourth episode, it really sets itself up as sort of a like 30 Rock-esque take up on shows like Say by the Bell. And... I thought they did a very, and like it's done by people who worked on 30 Rock too. So it <clears throat> takes that that sort of voice and spirit. And I think it is really pretty funny. And um, the only two people from the original cast that are like in every episode are um, Slater and Jesse, who both I think do sort of funny older versions of their characters. And then like Zach and Kelly show up a couple times and the only people who aren't around are screech and mr belding um uh dustin diamond for reasons that um he's not on good terms with the rest of the cast and then uh dennis haskins because he's retired from acting so um but i enjoyed it i truly like was not sure what i was to expect like i'm not i like watching older episodes of Saved by the Bell just for nostalgia, but I don't like enjoy them for quality. Um, but in terms of like a 
like truly like a thing that made me laugh and I would watch it again. I really like the new Say by the Bell for that reason. So I hope they make more. It's again, it's on Peacock, which is another uh, streaming service. But um, yeah, if you have access to Peacock or whatever, I think it's worth your time and it's 10 episodes and I think they're each again like 30 minutes so you can get through in a day or two but I enjoyed it wow yeah the way you say peacock makes it sound sound dirty well it's on uh, peacock <laughs> less dirty that time it's not I mean it's it's truly like obviously it's named after the NBC logo it's not my favorite name for a streaming network but it's Streaming is a peacock streaming. It just sounds okay. bad okay, all Max. around. Okay, Max. Get your mind out of the gutter, dude. This is a family show. Yeah, come on, Max. We just talked I'm about on... Dash and Lily, okay? <laughs> Which is about Dasher turning into a human. So why don't you like why don't you get your mind out of the gutter and get the spirit of the season, okay? Okay. And speaking of, let's get into the spirit of the season by talking about a certain chronicle of a certain day. No. No. <laughs> did you say no? It did say no. Like you said no, yeah. Um, shoot. I thought I was going to be able to play that song. And I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. I'll put it in post. Anyways, uh, Christmas Chronicle uh, with uh, Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, the kid actors from the first movie and my man Tyrese. Yeah. Right. That was a surprise. Um, Rome himself from the fast and the furious franchise, taking a little break from uh heisting giant uh, safes from London and or from Rio. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Christmas Chronicle two direct sequel to Christmas Chronicle one. Um, I, the, uh, the the family of the first movie is on vacation in Mexico. The uh, the the young f- kid a- girl actress starts to, um, you know, she's she's grown cynical and needs a little bit of Christmas cheer, so she wishes for Santa to help her. And as it turns out, he does. Yeah, it's weird. She's like she is a true believer, but she's also like getting down on. I guess she, hey, she's not a true believer in her mom having a new relationship. That's right. Her relationship with uh, Bob, a.k.a. Tyrese. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> um, has got her a little, yeah, a little down, a little cynical. And, uh, oh, yeah, also the uh, kid from Hunt for the Wilder People is the oh, primary villain. Old Bell Snickel. His, yeah, plays Bell Snickel, the classic Santa villain. They set up in the beginning, and, and it's like, it were like it was him, Bell Snickle. Then it was like dun 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 Christmas chronic, and I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> we're in it. Um, Apparently, Bell Snickle is an actual character. I was just that. gonna say, I was just gonna ask if you, either of you are familiar with the enough of like Santa lore to know if Bell Snickle is actually something or if they made I, it up. I looked it up after the fact, and so uh, there are some. Um, some pe- some historians think that they're actually the same character. Bell Snickle stands. Bell Snickle, the nickel in Bell Snickle is like Saint Nicholas, right? Mm-hmm. So they think that there's some uh, crossover there. And apparently, when they came over to the U.S., Boston kind of uh, celebrated 
Christmas with Belsnickel and New York celebrated with Santa. And uh, hey, York- we're from Boston. We don't need no freaking Santa Claus. <laughs> we got Belsnickel. <laughs> hey, New York over here. We got a St. Nick. Why don't you take your Belsnickel back to Boston with your freaking Red Sox, huh? Yeah, and I'm I done. Get- I'm done with my Boston action. And scene. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, glad we got those uh, inter those national callers coming in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hooked the phone up the phone up for thirty seconds, and we got immediately two callers from Boston and New York. Uh, cheerio! Oh, this is uh, from across the pond. These are the. Uh, I hope you Jerry's are enjoying Saint Nicholas tonight. Oh, hey! Uh, do you mind if I ask you a quick question while we got you on the line? Pip pip! Yes, do be fast about it. Uh, uh, what do you what do you uh, what do you call Santa over there? Oh, English Santa Claus is oh, what we call. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you. It was really nice hearing from you. All right. I don't know what accent this is anymore. Bye. Okay, bye. Blimey. But then uh, uh, New York got got big, and so Santa won out. New and, York got big. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> That's how it was. That's how it was explained. That basically New York doubled in size, and Boston stayed about how big it was, and so it just got more popular. It had a bigger percentage of the of people. Well, um, we can all thank New York for Santa Claus because if we were up to Boston, yeah. we'd be we'd be going to the mall to meet Belsnickel. And apparently, Belsnickel did more punishing than than handing out treats. Like he had a whip, and I think he whipped whipped children who were. This naughty. is what Boston wants. That's what Boston's all about. Ugh, God damn it. In. Disgusting. Boston. Disgusting. Let's get that accent back in here. <laughs> Boston boys. Bell snickle through the tea into the into the harbor. <laughs> he was just trying to like fuck with people. It wasn't like for yeah. revolution. Oh. Was, some sucks. some kid asked for uh for tea for, for Christmas. Tea. <laughs> I'll give you all the tea you could wish for. Wow. Bell snickle. <laughs> Bell snickle. He's like a Pokemon. So, I mean, so for, kind of. For this movie, they turned him into a roadie slash elf. They say yeah, he was. Just like <laughs> they had to make him edgy. Um, but we're we're hey, we're dancing around the 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 fact that this is a scorned. Uh, we'll find out later, but a scorned elf Accents. of uh, Mister and Mrs. Claus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, um, go ahead, Rob. Oh no! I uh, you you go ahead. I, we we're she's she's downtrodden. She's in Mexico, but doesn't. Uh, isn't happy about uh, her mom and this new guy. Yeah. So the the mom and the and the and Tyrese go off on their own like separate vacation for a day. They leave. Yeah. They get. They, what do they get? Mysterious tickets from Belsnickel. They all get like separate things to do. It's such a weird gift that like wouldn't happen. It was really weird. <laughs> or like the the adults would maybe be a little more like yes. skeptical of the whole situation, but said they're like, well, free vacation. Let's go. Uh, you kids are fine here by yourselves, right? And mm-hmm. then the the brother from the first movie has now become a horny teen, so he's like, I'm not going to watch these two kids. I've got girls to flirt with. So He's not like a dick, but he's also like not in the movie at all. He's just like, there's a girl he's kind of chasing. He, so. he um, He's at the beginning of the movie to sort of be there to set up what is happening, and then he's there for the very end to see them returning <laughs> and like sort of like, pull up his sunglasses to make sure he's seeing things yeah, correctly. Yeah, he's like, I could get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think he even says like, hey, was that our old friend? Like about Santa Claus? And it's just like, I guess you guys had the fun this time. Well, well yeah, we'll get to it. But it, honestly, if I were him, I would have been pissed. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
I mean, he's basically scripted to say, like, wow, sounds like you guys had a really fun adventure. Um, he's like, I just lost my virginity in Cancun, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got a great story, too, guys. Um, so, yeah, the the main story happens with um, the the main girl. I'm already forgetting her name. And then Jack, who is Tyrese's son. Um, oh, boy. They get swept into the North Pole by Belsnickel. And... Uh-huh. Um, they get caught up in this thing where Belsnickel is trying to turn all the elves evil on Santa. He steals the the the, the star, star of Bethlehem, <laughs> the star of Bethlehem off the top of the tree. Name checked, not just like the North Star or like the star of the sky. It was like no, this is like the one that Jesus was under. <laughs> right. Um, so there is a they 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 do a little bit of backstory in terms of like Santa's origin, where he like originated in turkey oh i like that when he was the monk yeah i did kind of like that too like I, I it seemed like a sort of needless little side tangent but like i kind of enjoyed it and um so they they have to get the star back from Bellsnickel. he sends them to like 1990 boston in the airport mm-hmm. and they have a little side adventure there where um I should just look up her name. Do you remember the character's name? Oh, the girl. I yeah. I don't I don't remember. Unfortunately, uh, I, I only watched remember. it. Give me a break. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> give me a break. I only just finished it right before we started recording. So, uh, um, but I was gonna say I think this there's a singer in there that Kate. I Kate was the name of the I truly like. That's right, Kate. Um, yeah. So they they end up um having to go. They go to the yeah. They end up in the boston airport where um they have to get these batteries and she ends up getting put in detect like uh she's get being held by security where she meets a younger version of her own dad mm-hmm. which i thought was kind of an endearing scene where she starts to figure out that he's her dad yeah that was um, sweet um you could you kind of you kind of went over it too but like it's like they land the teleporter thing that Belsnickel made, he was like, oh, Belsnickel is really clever. He did he did make this thing that teleported us, uh, but oh, look, shoddy craftsmanship, and it kind of sputters out. And he's like, I guess we need batteries. He has batteries on him, but they're expired, or they're the wrong size? Uh-huh. What was it? I don't, and then like, yeah. and then just, it was, I was wondering why in 1990, it was like, what a weird decision to make it happen. I didn't know they were going to connect it back to the dad thing, but it was fun to see like the old, looking at me a real corporate corporate shill their old duracell logo and just like <laughs> the style and stuff like that honestly just the brands i, I loved all the brands yeah, that's what i was man. in the movie for <laughs> um but it was, um, it was there was a funny scene where she tries to pay for the batteries but she is using a current 2020 20 dollar bill mm-hmm. and the lady at the counter it, you know because it's it's 1990 she's just like this isn't this is fake money like it yeah you know, it looks like monopoly money to her and I, she I was like in fact she's a big swing she's like i don't even think we'll have paper money by 2020 <laughs> yeah, that was a nice uh she's like she's like we'll probably just have bits of coin hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i there's i thought that scene was very cute the 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 meeting between kate and her younger dad where she starts to figure out it's her dad i thought it was very touching uh, um her being of able course, to say uh, Kurt Russell is contractually obligated to sing a song and play saxophone uh, <laughs> in, during the movie. <laughs> it, that was fun though, and it was—I uh, think it was Darlene Love. Darlene Love, yeah. Yes, so good. I love one of my faves. Yeah. Um, so they end up, obviously, they end up going back to 
present. They save Christmas. And then the movie ends with uh, Kate reuniting with her family and sort of begrudgingly giving Bob some respect. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. She allows him to sing her favorite song that her her dad would say. Yeah, there's a very uh, there's a very funny scene at the beginning where Bob is trying to endear himself to the kids, and it's like Tyrese like really doing his best to sing like a dork when he's like singing the Christmas Carol. Um, it's like he's a good singer, and like you know, in real life, so for him to like put a little bit of like, yeah, I'm a dorky dad who sings bad was like a very fun little thing but um did you guys have any favorite scenes in the movie hmm i thought the i was trying to remember what my what my thoughts on some of the cg in the first one were because i think it was a lot better in this one i think everything looked like obviously the elves have an aesthetic like they're they're kind of supposed to look cartoony a little bit but everything looked really good like i thought the the santa's village set was nice i thought the reindeer looked good oh you know it was a weird a weird thing was I guess I really did like how like Bell Snickle had like all the weird, you know, drones and technology, but um, his weird like gasoline sleigh with the, the hyena pugs. Uh huh. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. So they were supposed to be mixes, a mix between a uh, jackal and a coyote. They are called jackalodes, but they look like hyenas with pug faces. Yeah. Which are, it's like, it was supposed to be jackal coyote or what? Yes, they're they're called. I looked another thing. That's this is how I ran into the bell snickle information. <laughs> he went through a real I was, hole. I was trying to look up what these things were, and it's a jackal coyote. They both look I, nearly identical. They look like smaller wolves essentially. But they're saying basically, if you mix these together, you get a hyena pug. It's very very confusing to me, and that's why I looked it up. Uh, but maybe they, that's I the hey, maybe that's the, the craftsmanship thing with bell snickle again, right? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, you just try to mix these things and you turn them into two completely different creatures. Bell Sniggle. That's, I mean, that's a whole thing about uh, genetic engineering. Yeah. Yeah, GMO. Yeah. He stood right. on the shoulders of giants. Never know what you're going to get. That's right. Um, um, go ahead. Sorry, Rob. Oh, uh, no, I liked, yeah, but I, I just like the creativity of that. Um, and then <laughs> it's just like, it was just like sweet that like, you know, of course, Santa and Mrs. Claus are excited to show them around, mm-hmm. and like showing them in the village. And I thought it was, I mean, it was a very cookie cutter, like, huh, the power was in me all along and all that kind of like stuff was in this movie. But, um, but it was speaking still very of, speaking of cookie cutter, <laughs> because they, they made a cookie that uh, made him believe. Exactly. Yes. He was strong. Um, I but I did, I did like that they're, what, what room are they in? Oh, they're watching them build Legos. And the, and the, <laughs> the elves are like, hey, kids, look. And then they like build really quick these like these Legos of them. Mm-hmm. And I wanted Santa to just be like, get back to work. You're supposed to be building. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go in the background. They go, what should we show them next? Hmm. Candy canes. And it's the it's the shop next door. I'm like, that's where you were going to go. Like, that's where you were going to go. Probably. <laughs> Why are you wondering what you were going to do next? Yeah. What could we do now? Hmm. Oh, the door that's right next to us. Um, no, but I, I guess just more to say that, like, I thought the movie looked pretty good. Like, I was I was happy that it didn't didn't seem to suffer because it was a sequel. And I don't know. I feel like they could have phoned some of that stuff in. So yeah. I, I enjoyed that about the, it. Um, there's a big fight scene where the elves are all going nuts and they're trying to attack Jack, who is um, 
Tyrese's son, and he's like he has this like Nerf crossbow that mm-hmm. he's using to like battle the the elves, and like that scene is it's silly but it looks like it doesn't look really like it could easily look bad they could have phoned in the special effects for that scene i thought it ended up looking like you know it doesn't look like a great battle scene but it's like for the movie it it fits in well and it doesn't seem out of place and and bad yeah um the yule cat maybe that's the one that doesn't look so good to me there's something about something about the face of the yule cat i don't love i did like there was like a big cat though i did like that (laughs) cat representation (laughs) is what you're crediting that was pretty i wasn't expecting that that like it gets it sneaks into the barn this is all part of bell snickles plan to kind of cause all these problems and then steal the the star of bethlehem when no one's watching but one of the cats goes into the stables and attacks dasher and like they imply like is dying. Yeah, that, like, that is from a, the wounds. There is a but also weird... there are no no visible wounds whatsoever. He's like yeah. just just laying down on. No, the there ground. was that surgery scene. <laughs> <laughs> just handing him like hot organs, like the steam coming off. Like you've got to hold these. You've got to hold these. We're losing our <laughs> blood everywhere. Pump, pump it, pump, pump the pump, organ. Pump it up. <laughs> um, what about you, Max? Was there anything that that kind of jumped out at you for the on this one? Uh, definitely the, uh, the hyena pug, Jackalodes, uh, the, the, okay. So w- when we, when I first started this movie, like seeing every little bit and piece, I had forgotten nearly everything from the first movie. Oh, same, same. I just remembered that Santa Claus was, uh, Kurt Russell and he wore like a leather jacket. That's pretty much the extent of what I remembered about this. Even the elves, when they showed up, I was like, Oh you yeah. Sc- you screamed. You had no idea. Like, <laughs> like the kid. You were like, what is it? Essentially. I, I think the elf design, like you say, they they the execution was good. Like they they did well with what they had, but I feel like the design of the elves is awful. Like it, I don't aesthetically they look terrible to me. Hmm. And they had a ton of them in this one, like probably 40 plus. They have they have all the ones in the North Pole and then all the ones in the forest village and they had this uh concept like oh there are different types of elves right so there are the elves here and then these forest elves i thought oh great we're gonna see a, a different attempt right like something uh they're gonna try again with this elf design but they looked exactly the same they were just like in what the are you talking about no they had like they had like twig twigs and stuff on <laughs> they had twigs on <laughs> so I, I guess i missed that uh but, totally different. It's like it's like totally. a reskinned enemy in a game. It's like a totally different thing. Yeah, and they had the they had uh, some snowflakes on them because it was <laughs> a bit more snowy there. Well, now now that's a different variant. Now that's a whole different thing. <laughs> Those and are the we, snow the snowflecked elves. <laughs> Battle damaged <laughs> in the fight with the Yule Cat. Uh, I also thought. Let's see. This is my the other thing that I wrote down. Uh, you wrote watching. two things. Two things essentially. Kurt Russell. Uh, My name Max and (laughs) when uh Kurt Russell is flying through the Borealis chasing after the Yule cat, he's like uh kind of giving commands to his yes uh, to to his reindeer. And he sounds exactly like an SNK villain, like a villain for a fighting game shouting out moves. And I think if you recorded him yelling at his reindeer, you could you could have a pretty decent King of Fighters fifteen villain. He just like, yeah, yelling out button combos and stuff. Yeah, it was dope. the uh, Borealis thing was a very interesting like sort of 
you know, like the, the shield that goes over Wakanda to like make sure that nobody sees it when they're flying over Africa is like a very like interesting thing that they also did that with the North pole in this movie, that there's like a, like a prism shield over the North pole to make sure that nobody sees it. And that's the Borealis. Yeah. I, I also thought it was interesting that it was so powerful that not even snow could get in, <laughs> that they had to like bring their own snow in, which also like, it was kind of cute though. And it set up the cannons that got used later. So yeah, yeah exactly. Cause when I first saw those cannons, I was like, what the fuck are, <laughs> or do they have a, a tower against? full of cannons? Um, well, invading attackers oh, all the time. You know, the thing that kind of was, I was kind of like, huh, was um, they, they step out into the, to uh, Mrs. Claus uh, village, as they suggested she should call it. Um, which is, and, which is a very uh, uh, gender sensitive and it's a shopping mall, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I think you should call that. Cause I, cause women love shopping. It's like, okay, Mrs. Claus. All right. <laughs> um, no, he, they, um, what, what is it? Oh, he's like, he's like, if you combine the post office, Amazon, eBay, and blah, 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 it wouldn't make up a 10,000th of what we produce. And I was like, then why does anything else exist? What? <laughs> what are you talking? It, was it just in one day they make that much, he said, or something yeah. too? Yeah, Come on, the Santa. Weird, the weird thing is he ended it with a <laughs> electronics boutique, which hasn't been in business for 10 years. <laughs> That'd be funny if they like the kids called him out on that. They're like, "Why are you inflating your stats? Like, we know that that's just not possible." He's like, "Come on, kids, I need this." Yeah, like, and they're like, "Just <laughs> kidding. and they're like, and actually, Jeff Bezos." And like, they start going on like a pro Amazon rant. <laughs> oh my god, that's gamifying bathroom breaks isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> um. What about you, Drew? What else? Uh, what else did you? take away from it did you like hey did you like where things ended I mean, caroling it, to the skies I, you know it's it's a it's a corny christmas movie so like i'm not mad at it for doing a corny christmas thing at the end it wasn't nah. my favorite ending you know like I, I what i like about the ending of the first movie is sort of that reveal that goldie hawn is playing uh mrs claus and this movie just kind of ends with them singing on a beach no, Santa, remember Santa rips his wig off. He's like, I'm Kurt Russell. <laughs> it's me, Kurt Russell, the actor. And this is my wife, Goldie Hawn. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, the ending is corny. It's, a, you know, but it, it is itself a corny Christmas movie. So I'm not going to fault the move, the, the ending for being corny. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I guess we can get to like our thoughts on the movie in general and whether we recommend it or not. It's fun. I enjoyed it. I was, uh, I'll admit, sort of inters- like intersplicing watching the movie with being on hold with my cell phone company. So it was a needed break from the stress of having to talk to like six different people on the phone today. Hell um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it's fun. I think it's very harmless, like popcorn movie. Um, like with the first one, I think there's much worse um, uses of your time if you're watching specifically Christmas-themed things. I think, like, Kurt Russell's very fun as Santa Claus. Um, The young lady who plays Kate, I think, is a good actress, and she's... um, She she was in Big Little Lies and was good in that, too. Um, And then the new edition of Jack was sort of a fun, uh, you know, 
now that the brother has sort of aged out into, like we said, just sort of being a horny teenager, um, to have like a younger kid actor who's sort of like still in the I believe in everything um, thing was was fun. So, and having Goldie Hawn with more to do in this movie, I think was fun too. So, you know, I give it a slight recommendation. And if you're in the mood to watch a Christmas movie on Netflix, I think there's worse things to do than watching the Christmas Chronicles too. What about you guys? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's kind of, yeah, qualified in like, if you enjoyed the first one, you'll probably enjoy this one. I think I, I remember enjoying the first one more. Um, yeah, you, like you said, definitely it's probably not in my upper echelon. It, it's harmless though. It's a fun, it's a fun Christmas one. I think that there's, I, I think it's worth a watch, especially if you liked, if you liked the first outing. So yeah, I'll, I'll go, I'll give it a, a slight recommendation. Yeah. What about you, Max? Uh, I think I'd, I'd go a little bit uh, more, more tepid with it. Like if that's what you're going for, go for it. Uh, but I think it's, it's fairly lame. It doesn't really have a whole lot that, um, that makes it stand out from anything. And uh, Belsnickel is also kind of reprising his role from uh, Deadpool doing the same kind of like <laughs> uh, abandoned child who, who takes it out on the world. Uh, but I don't know if, if you want Christmas, like Andrew said, there are plenty of other movies that are, are worse than this. Uh, but I, I can't really recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, like, if you want Kurt Russell, just watch a, you know, like Snake Plissken or something like that. For a real Christmas surprise. Yeah. Escape from North Pole. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.